When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Is getting gas at Chevron burning a hole in your wallet? Get the Drop app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards just by filling up your tank. Download Drop now. Use code DROP77 to instantly receive $5 in points. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It's the top of the week, which means we're exploring more strange news in today's segment. And uh, I think we're all experiencing that issue I alluded to earlier, uh, increasingly, it's difficult to find just the one story, like just just the one, because there's so much stuff. Today, you're going to learn a little bit about uh, a, a possible statewide conspiracy in Russia. Uh, you're going to ride the lightning, kind of, <laughs> in a weird way. Uh, we're also going to also going to learn about a uh, a corrupted vote, but not the one you're thinking of, right? <laughs> so, so um, I'm thinking. If you all are feeling up for it, maybe we maybe we explain the lightning first because this is like this is godlike power to me just based on the headline. I I know it's going to be used for evil, but it's so cool. Well, I just... hope the the hope is that it would be used for good, especially the greater good. But the potential <laughs> here, ooh, the potential. Uh, well, yeah, sure. Let's get right into it. Uh, the article that I am. Bring you to the table today is from Cosmos. It's cosmosmagazine.com. A very similar article like this was posted in many different outlets, and it's all in response to a paper that was published in the journal Nature. And I'll just tell you what it's uh, what it says. 
The title is, Can We Control Where Lightning Strikes? Oh. Maybe once, but not twice, certainly. (laughs) Well, well, here's the deal. Uh, We've talked about, you know, controlling the weather and manipulation of the weather for a long time. Specifically with lightning, we came up with this ingenious thing, us humans, something called a lightning rod. Where if you've got a piece of metal of some kind that is grounded, stuck into the ground at some point, and it is high enough, then you can generally coax the lightning into striking that pole rather than surrounding buildings or surrounding wildlife, uh, you know, forests and things like that. Generally... It helps at least. It is. It isn't. There isn't one hundred percent certainty that you're not going to have errant lightning strikes on other things, right? On other surfaces, um, and also like lightning itself is a crazy thing. We could even talk about. Like, is it? <sighs> is it actually coming down from the sky and striking the ground, or Ooh. is it the opposite and going up into the sky and the charged particles? <laughs> I, I used to, Matt. I got to tell you, I used to think. Uh, based on some of the questions or things you're just mentioning, mm. that lightning was somehow sentient mm. when I was younger. and Because of no, Thor, right? What's that? Because of Thor and all that? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I knew about the Norse mythology, but I was more like I, the way electricity seemed to know when and where to connect to places seemed to me to be the actions of a thinking entity. And Mm. no one corrected me. No one was like, hey, no, don't worry, kid. Lightning is not some sort of living thing. They were all just like, huh, yeah. Looking back, I think I probably talked to a lot of stoners. Uh, I also love how how ultimately super dirt, literally dirt simple, the concept of grounding is. It's literally just connecting a thing to the ground because lightning seeks the ground. So you have to like ground your power and that makes it where you're not going to be the path to the ground for the electricity because it's already finding that path Mm -hmm. one another way. Finding, seeking, I'm telling you, I'm telling I haven't completely given up it's on this. It's a good point, Ben. I, th- I think you could probably maybe, um, and again, this is a layman's way, but you could probably talk about it in terms of potential and in mm-hmm. terms of like, it's going to seek. Okay, there again, I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> I, I guess now that you would use the term seek or it's just going to naturally flow well, in a direction towards the path of least resistance, right? Yeah. But humans can influence it. Also true. That's, also that's true. where we're going. But you're you're right though. It is very much like a lot of the other natural processes. Uh, like you're speaking to there. You know, whenever there's a lack of something or less dense area next to a, a higher density area, mm-hmm. it's going. There's going to be a flow. Um, things want to nature. Things in nature want to find that equilibrium if possible. Um, so let's talk about like why are we talking about lightning and it possibly knowing where it's going to strike. What if we could just decide, hey, lightning, you're not going to strike there. And I've got this cool piece of technology from long, long ago that we're figuring out how to utilize to make that lightning, however smart you are, strike where I want you to strike because I'm human and I'm smart and I can invent things. Well, there is, uh, <laughs> there are, there's a whole group of scientists, international, an international group of scientists who are attempting to come up with a way to 
guide lightning, I guess. And one of the reasons that their studies were spurred was were because of the Australian fires that were occurring all over the country in 2019 and in throughout parts of 2020 as well. And they wanted to see, would it be possible to prevent those dry lightning strikes that will hit an area in the outback somewhere or an area of foliage that is very, very dry and then ignite a large wildfire that then is extremely difficult to put out. Is there a way that we could make that lightning not hit any of these uh, areas that are, that we need to protect because they are vulnerable? I'm going to say force field dome situation. (laughs) I'm going to recuse myself. (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy. They refer to it as a laser tractor beam technology, mm-hmm. right? So we're already in Star Trek, UFO, flying saucers, air, like uh, realm here, and we're in the territory. But it, it may not be as crazy as it sounds just initially. Now, Ben, you guys, I think I've shared out these links to to both of you guys, um, and you may have to help me through this. I'm not the sharpest thing in the whatever you want to use here. Um, um, uh, the the uh, sharpest, <laughs> not not the uh, 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 not. Uh, lady, I, oh, there's so much fun. Okay, uh, uh, not the uh, not the slickest seal on the seashore. There you know. go. I was just going to say, I'm not the sharpest chess piece in the library, uh, just to make sure <laughs> everyone go. understands I'm a nincompoop. Um, no, you're brilliant. But, but the, what they're doing here is they're, they've got two electrodes. So imagine if you just hold up your hands kind of shoulder width here. Um, if one of your electrodes on your left hand has a small hole in the center of it. It's like a cylindrical Mm. hole and a laser gets shot through that hole and hits on the other electrode, which would be your right hand. Mm. And in between those two electrodes, there are, there's essentially, I think it's charged particles in the center there that they used to show that, um, when you, when you shine this laser beam through this hole around a particle or a thing that they're calling a particle and it heats up, you can force an electrical charge to follow along that laser. Like the laser can essentially heat uh, certain areas between these two electrodes and then it causes cooling in other places, like around where the laser is hitting. Um, So you're essentially supercharging the air around this one thing, this one particle. And right now it's just laboratory testing. It's very small scale and uh, they're using... Like the lasers that they're using are not some giant, huge laser that you would imagine for some particle beam testing or for some, mm-hmm. you know, um, military purpose that would be weaponized or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and they're thinking that if you just up the scale on something like this a little bit larger, you put it in strategic places, you would you'd be able to essentially coax the lightning rather than striking in any of these other places somewhat randomly it would just, it would kind of funnel the charge through one of these things. And the coolest thing that, and it isn't even really mentioned much in this article, um, and good Lord, I've been trying to make my way through the Nature article, um, mm-hmm. which is a whole other thing that we've talked about before. But 
it seems as though if you could control lightning strikes in that way, you could harness that electricity. You could harness the heat, the uh, everything that's being generated there to actually get power. If you could find a way to store it at these sites where you've got one of these specialized laser tractor beams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, super fascinating stuff. What else do you guys think about this? Do you think Can this is even feasible? <laughs> I mean, they they haven't done any in the field experiments. If I, from what I understand, at this point, the laboratory experiments have about twenty different iterations that prove the concept, mm-hmm. and the concept is exactly what it sounds like. We have the technology, which I think you explained perfectly, Matt, to direct lightning to guide it toward predetermined targets. So the first, uh, the reason the scientists are doing this, yes, it's to prevent forest fires, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit of a Smokey and the Bear vibe. But you don't have to have a forest fire to have a predefined target. That's the thing. Uh, the, other, the other issue here is, um, well, I would say the two issues are that, one, uh, we cannot with absolute certitude make a thunderstorm happen somewhere yet. So if you wanted to hit something, or if you wanted to have that dry lightning, I think specifically, uh, you would have to wait for it to occur, right? Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a gun where you randomly find bullets that fit it, kind of like in a video game. Um, That's but interesting. It's true. But the, the second thing is, and perhaps I would argue one of the more important, is that our species has found ways to affect the weather before. And no good has come of it. Mm-mm. You know, I always think of, uh, what is it, the the cloud busting machine, you know, mm-hmm. um, and how that guy ended up kind of having to be on the lamb because either A, it was totally fraudulent or B, it was actually doing something and it was affecting climate in a weird localized and a wholly unpleasant way. I believe it, it, it potentially led to some floods, if I'm not mistaken, Ben. Uh, the, yeah, there are two things. So I, William Reich and uh, Orgo and Energy, that's where the cloud buster comes from. That's the guy who's getting chased down. Uh, the addition of, I believe, silver iodide mm-hmm. in into the sky can cause moisture to accrete. Can that's like we. Can rain make and cloud seeding. Cloud seeding, exactly right. And th- there's another story. I was talking about a specific episode. I was kind of crossing two paths because I think of cloud busting that uh, Kate Bush song, which is sort of the story of Wilhelm Reich and this idea of him having this like grand scheme of being able to uh, influence the weather using this potentially fictional form of orgone energy. But the uh, story we're also talking about is literally in- introducing a chemical element into the clouds that gone unchecked can actually wreak havoc on mm-hmm. the environment in terms of like, you know, overdoing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Alphabet, the alphabet guys used it in Southeast Asia during conflicts in Vietnam, Cambodia and Laos, and it created massive flooding. Like it's not, it's something we can affect, but only kind of in the beginning and we can't really do much, much else with it. But this, like this laser guided lightning technology could in an ideal world save lives save natural environments and to your point Matt I think the the super forward facing or futuristic view of it is a world in which we can just like Thor and Norse mythology we can harness the power of the divine right of Zeus and the gods 
Yeah, and this is from the article from the one of the physicists, one of the co-authors. His name is Andre Miroshenko. Miroshenko. Um, he says, We have an invisible thread, a pen with which we can write light and control the electrical discharge to within about one-tenth the width of a human hair. Like, think about that. Harnessing the power of lightning into this tiny little strand. Now that is awesome. Cool. I mean, I'm sure you can weaponize that somehow because you can discharge it super precisely after you've harnessed it over very long distances. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can harness it, then send that baby out. Um, <laughs> which, you know, is a little scary, but the, the coolest thing about being able to do that is that they're saying the potential for this technology would be to be able to essentially create a lightning scalpel. Like, imagine if you're... Uh, I mean, even if, if if it's for non-human surgery purposes, right? For some kind mm. of artificially intelligent surgery that is removing a tumor of some sort or um, doing some kind of fine surgery, but instead of using any kind of metal to actually do make a cut using some carterizing laser technology, you're actually using this needle-like thread of lightning <laughs> to, uh, to, to make these cuts and sutures and I don't know, just all of the things that you could potentially do with it. To me, it feels like once this tech becomes a reality, it'll feel like something that we maybe should have had a long time ago Um, Mm. because it's not like we're doing anything extremely revolutionary here. We're just harnessing in a different way and thinking about it differently. That's what these scientists are doing. Yeah. I mean, creativity exists in the application of extant concepts as much as it does in the invention or quote unquote invention of new ones. But there's something there's something Promethean about it, right? Like mm-hmm. we have myths, age-old myths, warning us that this kind of stuff can go sideways. I don't think I don't think the ancient Greeks were uh, perhaps contemplating this in terms of using lasers. They wouldn't have been aware of lasers. Uh, but it, now the fact that it is proven in a lab means that someone is going to do it. I think I think in the article you share and in in the study as well uh, or in the paper in Nature, their main stumbling block is not can we do this in the field? The main stumbling block is can we build technology that can absorb this massive pop mm-hmm. uh, of, of lightning, electricity yeah. just shot right at you? Can we build something to catch the lightning? Now we know how to throw it. Now we just need somebody on the other end who won't be destroyed by it. I'm going to say something, some sort of Faraday cage-esque situation. I don't know. What would that look like? Catching lightning. You'd have to be able to absorb it and then shoot it back to the ground. Wouldn't it just be a lightning rod? Couldn't you just shoot it like at a thing that was grounded and then it would like absorb it? Well, there's uh, not to not to plug away too much, but there's a great article <laughs> on how stuff works called Can We Harvest the Energy of Lightning? Uh, this this article, I don't believe, has the latest news here, but it shows people have been thinking of this question for, for several years. A single bolt of lightning is powerful enough to provide electricity to an entire household for a month. So this is a lot of juice. We just don't know... That's the thing. We don't know how to build something that can hold it long enough to 
discharge it in a usable, mm. non-destructive way, yep. right? It's a great way to put it, Ben. Yeah, because otherwise it's going to hit something and just cause an explosion because you're talking about time scale. That's really what the matter is. It's intensity and time scale is really short. Uh, so what hmm. happens when lightning hits a lightning rod? Like it just goes to ground. It doesn't like scorch the earth though, does it? Oh yeah, dude. Really? Yeah, every time. No. It uh, it summons it summons all sorts of creatures. I don't know if you've ever. Uh, is this no, some I'm sort of kidding. nerdy Magic the Gathering <laughs> thing you're talking <laughs> no, about, like a scorched earth campaign? No, I'm serious. Know. I'm be, I'm asking a serious question here. Like if 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 a lightning rod gets hit and it's connected to the ground, is is that going to keep it under control, or is if there's anything near it, could it potentially shoot off something and cause you know a localized like fire or an event of some sort? Man, how stuff works still has the best SEO, you guys. Came came right up. An article by John Zaviza, how lightning works. And the very first uh very first paragraph on it is about lightning rods. Um and it's essentially uh, you know, uh, you think of a lightning rod and you think of a rod, but it's actually more of a grid, a conductive grid that's connected to a single wire that's then buried in the ground nearby. And it, you know, just essentially offers, like we said, a, a low resistance path uh, to the ground for the lightning to to find. <gasps> do, you, do you know what it says in this article, Ben? Mm, mm, what? I'm going to read this to you. Oh, oh God. Oh, uh. Are those good? Oh, God. Uh, Hold on. I just want to make sure I've got this here. Uh, The purpose of the lightning rod is not to attract lightning. It merely provides a safe option for the lightning strike to choose. Ah, yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Choose. Okay. So the jury is still out on the sentience of lightning. And I can see the joy in Ben Bolin's face on that very fact. Guys, I'm telling you, I've got I've got a horror novel that is entirely about this idea. It's obsessed me. I did let's do away with the new gods. Let's go back to worshiping lightning and stuff like that. Let's be animist. Let's you know? do it. Yes. Let's okay. do it. Well, well, let's I mean, let's also keep an eye on this, right? Because this is pretty This is pretty exciting stuff. Uh, Let's hope that it's used for good. But the research is out there. It's public, uh, which means that there are other groups working on this, right? Uh, So so we're going to see something happen uh, as long as humanity's civilization continues apace, which is never a given. But how cool would that be? You know, you can control lightning in your own home. Yeah. Hey, we'll be right back. To learn some more strange news. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Paid for by jackpot.com. You must be 18 or older to order a lottery ticket. Please play responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Listen up, Ohio. At jackpot.com, you can now buy your favorite lottery games, including Powerball, Mega Millions, Pick 3, Rolling Cash 5, and more right from your phone. Just choose your favorite lottery game, pick your lucky numbers, and get your winnings instantly. Buy official Powerball, Mega Millions, and Pick 3 tickets right from your phone at jackpot.com. Plus, right now, use promo code OHIO to get a free lottery ticket with your first I love playing the lottery, and Jackpot.com makes it so easy because you can buy all your tickets right from your phone. Jackpot.com notifies me right away if I win. It's safe and secure, and I never have to worry about losing my lottery tickets again. This is the greatest thing ever. I can buy tickets right on my phone for all my favorite state lottery games while I'm sitting on my couch at home. Don't wait. Go to Jackpot.com and buy lottery tickets on your phone. Plus, right now, use promo code OHIO to get a free lottery ticket with your first play. Go to Jackpot.com. That's Jackpot.com. Jackpot.com. And we've returned. This is a geopolitical story that has been uh, reported to a degree in Western media, but there are a lot of questions that uh, this story brings up that I don't think have been addressed. And I wanted to share this with you all and share this with you, uh, fellow conspiracy realists. So Vladimir Putin may have heard of him. You know, he's he's like somewhat popular in Russia and has been for a number of years. Uh, you can see photographs of him from his intelligence agency days where he's pretending to be a photographer. Kidding. That's kind of a myth. He's more well known for being the long running strong man, sometimes president, sometimes prime minister of Russia. Recently, uh, Russia's parliament came out with a pretty interesting law. The idea here is that if this bill passes and becomes law, a Russian president could be made immune from any criminal prosecution once they leave office. So you've got immunity for life. What? Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't happen in a vacuum, by the way, which is why it's weird people didn't pay attention to the timing. Edward Snowden is now a permanent resident of Russia. 
I reached out to him on Twitter. I haven't heard back. Uh, And also the, you know, the huge brouhaha with the contentious U.S. election, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, With one one member or one candidate for the election, uh, well known, uh, well known to be somewhat of a sycophant for Russia. And that's not my opinion, that those are the facts. Uh, So for Putin to drop out or to try to institute this law, which is not technically his suggestion, whatever, uh, at this time, seems like there, it seems like there could be some connective tissue there. Like, is Putin preparing for a transition of power? Like, is he concerned at all about what may shake out in the next few years? Some sources have been saying that there is a, con- a medical concern. Uh, the I think it was the Daily Mail or an outlet of that note had said that Putin was possibly suffering from Parkinson's, but we haven't seen any hard reporting on that. And the Russian government came out and said that they had no, like there was no compelling medical reason. But then again, I mean, look at what happened to bring up Ronald Reagan. Look at what happened with Reagan and losing cognitive ability during the presidency. No one's yeah. going to say that, you know? Yeah. Speaking of Ronald Reagan, have you guys seen the trailer for the new, uh, uh, what is it, Call of Duty game that's, like, based on the Cold War? And there's a really horrifying, like, computer animation of Ronald Reagan in the trailer. No, I, I haven't seen this. It's, it's a thing. Um, I just, I, I was like, is that video game Ronald Reagan? Like, what are they up to? And it was, yeah, Call of Duty Cold War. But no, 100%. Ooh. And it also makes me think, Ben, of, you know, all the all the hubbub that, that surrounded Kim Jong-un, you know, falling out of the public eye briefly and all of this wild speculation mm-hmm. that, like, did he die or, or what have you? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is obviously the early days of this type of speculation. And to your point about Daily Mail being the kind of the source, I mean, there's sort of a... a uh, a journal of ill repute, I suppose we could say. Um, but it'll be interesting to follow. What What do you think, though, Ben? Like, do you have any other evidence or any um, tea leaves that you've been seeing that would indicate <clears throat> something is up? Has he been making fewer appearances than usual? Mm, so it's strange because the way it's being reported in the West pretty often is a little misleading. There already is a federal law granting uh, a form of limited but pretty comprehensive immunity to Russian presidents. It passed in February of 2001. And this law is actually something that's that's familiar to a lot of other countries. Uh, the original law in 2001 says a Russian president cannot be held liable for actions they have taken during office, during the exercise of their power. And that's that's pretty common in other countries because – yeah, yeah, Matt, you're right. It's pretty common in, in other democracies because this is like it's a tall order to hold the job of president and not somehow be implicated in what at least one or two other countries considers a war crime. You know, that's that's just the reality here. But this law may be different because it could be absolute immunity for actions taken not only during office, but after you leave office. Well, it's it's what he did for Yeltsin, for Boris Yeltsin, right? My understanding, I, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, my understanding is that as soon as Putin got into power, he essentially told or like passed a few acts that said 
uh, Boris Yeltsin would be free from prosecution for anything he did while he was in office. Which makes, I mean, which makes sense. Like there's, there is a long running trope or pattern in a lot of these kind of state level transitions. And it's that the previous person, if their party's aligned, the previous person in power is pardoned. Please excuse all the P's there, but that's the truth. And with with Putin, I think one of the reasons we're seeing so much speculation, a lot of which is unfounded, is primarily because to a degree, Putin is a black box. You know, he's he's got all the he's got tons of oligarchs either exiled or on his team. No one really knows how much money he has. Uh, there, there are a lot of things about him that remain enigmatic because he's a former spy and they're good at stuff like that. And he has been chilling in a bunker for most of uh, COVID-19 season that we've been going through rather than being anywhere public. He's just hanging out in a, in a bunker, you know, as you yeah. do. <laughs> there, there's something else, though, that this... Uh, this parliamentary working group that proposed this bill, there's something else that affected their decision. Last month, October, took me a second, guys, pandemic rules. Uh, last month, the president of Russia announced a, a suite of sweeping reforms to the overall political system. And get this, this seems counterintuitive, but watch the chess game here, right? Watch the three-card Monty of power. Uh, his reforms are going to shift power away from the position of the presidency right around the time his term ends in 2024. So the question is, what new position will he take? Isn't, isn't there something, maybe I'm wrong, I'm, I'm looking at a Guardian article that was reposted in MSN, and I cannot find it originally on The Guardian anymore. But mm-hmm. it it is saying that essentially this stuff, this uh, legislation would entitle any former president to a lifetime seat. I'm giving a quote here, mm-hmm. a lifetime seat as a senator within the Russian Federation Council. Um, That's correct. So that is are they trying to move power to that council or like because if they're doing that, then holy crap, <laughs> that you just yeah. have a bunch of old oligarchs ruling everything because i mean putin isn't a a a spry i mean he's spry still obviously he's he's comparatively spry (laughs) to a lot of other world leaders yeah um hmm that's interesting but also check this out so there's more stuff happening in the background here russia also before that adopted a constitutional amendment that is best described, and the Guardian mentions this too, is best described as resetting term limits. Not for the Russian president, for, for Vlad, for Vladimir Putin. This would allow him potentially to run for president two more times, stayed in office until 2036, at which point he would be 84. Uh, but that happened in June of 2020, Yeah, back before he knew how this election would go in the U.S., if you believe that the elections are not kind of pre-decided through things like the Electoral College, which we'll have an episode on, you promise. Good God. Is that bad? Should I take that out? No, no. It's just, uh, 
There's a reason yeah. the Electoral College is there, and we've talked about it before, and we're yeah. going to talk about it again. Yeah, I I get it, but Matt, you've been the voice of reason before on this. Yeah, because every every vote counts and everything's fine. Let, let's just <laughs> uh, let's just keep let's just keep let's just keep going. We, we got to keep okay, going. Okay, okay, okay. So the the thing is that presidential immunity is a huge incentive. And we also don't know how many uh, pies globally Putin has his hands in, right? We don't know what he would need to be immune from. That is the question that people should be asking, right? And what, like, lifetime immunity from prosecution, a lifetime seat in the Senate, uh, becoming, in some ways, the king in all but name. You know what I mean? And it's it's a world, it's it's not a crazy sci-fi political thriller Game of Thrones-esque world. This is something that is very close to becoming true. And I just wonder whether this is in any way connected to events in the U.S. Uh, I think that's a fair question to ask, if a little bit U.S. centric and self-important. Uh, but then the other question is like, so why now? Why this? And what next? It also makes it very difficult to revoke immunity. So they thought, like, they really thought about this immunity part. Yeah. For some reason. You know, even in the States, there's been a lot of talk around, like, you know, say what you will about the president. Like, what uh, could he pardon himself or pardon his family or pardon, you know, like, use that power to have some form of immunity over perceived crimes? But even then, it's not like he can pardon himself for future events that haven't happened yet. So this really is like some next level power to be able to be forever immune from any prosecution. That I don't know how that isn't inherently just looked at as just the most corrupt thing possible. Because to even need that would imply that you have the intention of, of doing these things or, or doing things that would need, you'd need to be protected from. Mm-hmm. Imagine right now, if you're a resident of the United States, it doesn't matter where you're a resident of, imagine if George W. Bush was still in office or still in charge of the United States mm-hmm. right now. After all of these years, after everything that's happened, after all of these major global decisions on diplomacy, on war, on all of these things, like, imagine if then he was saying, uh, guys, need you pass this law uh just gonna say that just gonna say that everything i've done is cool it's kosher we're all right don't worry about me i'm fine i'm gonna go over here get a seat on the on the the senate of somewhere maybe texas state senate cool all right all right (laughs) bye (laughs) i mean just imagine like that is what's happening it's just happening uh you know for for us in a different place i don't know i want to i want to hear from from people who live in Russia who are who've been watching this and living this. I want to hear mm. what they uh think. Or people who uh live in former Soviet republics as well uh because that those decisions will still impact your life. Uh and we'd love to hear from you. I'm very curious. Uh, I do want to say so th- there's been some scuttlebutt saying that uh this proposal had some critics and one piece of speculation, I couldn't confirm, said that Putin was one of those critics. I don't believe it. 
Uh, because this, again, this is kind of an international norm, but the, there's hilarity to it as well. Like, think about this. So what we're talking about is the Russian Federation, right? That's that's the big, the big corner piece, corner brownie of the cake pan that was the USSR. The Russian Federation exists still. It's been in existence for about 29 years. It has had three presidents. One of those is dead. So there are two left. And then they're writing the law like, you know, if a Russian president, like they have the a Russian president, that's exactly like us writing a law that was like, you know, if a podcaster or a producer mm-hmm. for stuff they don't want you to know happens to take a 2018 Ford Explorer and hit, you know, a Popeye's chicken at uh, 678 Ponce de Leon Avenue Northeast, then they should be immune. That's just a law, hypothetically. Like, that's how weird it is. Hold on. Man, you just doxed the hell out of Popeye's chicken. (laughs) (laughs) That's not their real address. Okay, good God. (laughs) I really thought you meant just like a piece of Popeye's chicken or something. Like, it was just (laughs) one piece was there. (laughs) Well, that's just called wasteful. That's not a crime against humanity or anything. It's 683 Boulevard Northeast. That's where our Popeyes is. And I will defend it uh, because, again, uh, it's great. And I like that uh, they save so much on diplomacy and <laughs> pass the savings on to you. Wow. That's the longtime listeners. That's the same place where I, I can't remember what show I mentioned on. That's the place where I've, I've rolled up before and the person at the drive-thru has just said, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've gotten that treatment too, actually. (laughs) I miss them. I miss them. They're great. But yes, uh, but you see what I'm saying? Like writing this in such a general sense is not even misleading. It's just weird. It's like, why at that point, why bother? Just say like this president. Uh, The issue, though, is that we can't really throw stones. This is a glasshouse situation. And this is something that you see in a lot of other countries in the U.S. and Western democracies. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I really don't know about the timing. And we obviously cannot, like, we can't 100% trust official Russian statements or official Kremlin statements about the health of the president of Russia. They're not going to say, like, wow, yeah, this guy's got six months and he is pissed. They're going to say, he's great. He's been doing great. You're being weird. Chill. Okay, it's a law about a Russian president. Everybody, yeah, Just, Med Medev. What is his name? Dmitry <laughs> Medvedev. I don't even know how to. <laughs> That's exactly what the Kremlin said. That's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know, the other one too, the uh, Dmitry guy. You know, you remember. You know, you know. Uh, so this, so this is where I leave it. I want to see what other people think, uh, especially as Matt said. If you are from Russia, if you are. Uh, if you are experienced in this field of diplomacy, is this just a regular law? Is this is this timing independent of any other events? Um, is there any sand to the earlier statement from the Times in January of 2020? This is something that didn't get reported a lot along with this uh, lifetime immunity bill. Uh, is there any sand? to the Kremlin's earlier statement that President Putin could take on the title of Supreme Leader of Russia under plans uh, discussed by a government commission of 75 people 
handpicked by Vladimir Putin to put forward amendments to the country's constitution. Bully. Mm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, again, like, alone, alone, a piece of a jigsaw just looks like a puzzle piece. But together, they paint a picture. I just wonder what that picture is. I think whatever it is, Ben, it'll probably all be fine, right? Everything's, it's all good. Well, as long as they don't get a hold of any of that, you know, lightning shooting technology. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. There is a lo- part of the law is that like a Russian president <laughs> who uses a laser to guide lightning uh, is also immune from, I think they said immune from the weather and its consequences. It's, I don't know, man, I played command and conquer. I know how that goes down. As soon as the Tesla coils come out, I mean, it gets dangerous. So just let's, let's not. Okay, everybody. Yeah. And let's, you know, maybe it will all be fine. Maybe I am reading tea leaves. Uh, I'm, I'm being very careful to say, you know, to separate speculation from fact. Uh, but the only way it'll be all fine is if that government is not corrupt, right? Uh, and that brings us to a segue. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsor, and I think we're going to learn a little bit more about corruption, but not in the way you expect. There's a corrupt vote. U.S. listeners, it's not the one you're thinking Who about. are we to say what people expect or don't expect? I mean, it could very well be exactly what you would expect, but you'll have to wait till after this commercial break to find out. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at HighFiveCasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag-A-Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the 
world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian. Premium cocktails on demand. Paid for by jackpot.com. You must be 18 or older to order a lottery ticket. Please play responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Listen up, Ohio. At jackpot.com, you can now buy your favorite lottery games, including Powerball, Mega Millions, Pick 3, Rolling Cash 5, and more right from your phone. Just choose your favorite lottery game, pick your lucky numbers, and get your winnings instantly. Buy official Powerball, Mega Millions, and Pick 3 tickets right from your phone at jackpot.com. Plus, right now, use promo code Ohio to get a a free lottery ticket with your first play. I love playing the lottery, and Jackpot.com makes it so easy because you can buy all your tickets right from your phone. Jackpot.com notifies me right away if I win. It's safe and secure, and I never have to worry about losing my lottery tickets again. This is the greatest thing ever. I can buy tickets right on my phone for all my favorite state lottery games while I'm sitting on my couch at home. Don't wait. Go to Jackpot.com and buy lottery tickets on your phone. Plus, right now, use promo code OHIO to get a free lottery ticket with your first play. Go to Jackpot.com. That's Jackpot.com. Jackpot.com. And we're back. Election tampering, rigging, falsifying, fraudulent votes. We did an episode recently on Ridiculous History about the history of ballot stuffing and uh, fraudulent votes. And it was all much more analog back then. People literally would, like, take pieces of paper that were almost like toilet paper um, and they would be duplicate ballots stuck together. And then they'd stick them in these ballot boxes. And then when no one was looking, shake up the ballot box. And then those Mm -hmm. pieces of paper would separate. And then you got yourself six votes for the price of one. Whoa. But that's why we have secret ballots. By the a way, big, that's a, that was the, that was the whole point wild. of that episode was why we have secret ballots because originally, with voting, the idea of secrecy was distrusted. You know, that was almost like a negative where it's like, well, what do you have to hide? Well, it turns out there's plenty to hide. If you start shouting your vote, you know, from the rooftops, people might not take kindly to it Um, or they might target you. And there was a whole thing where people would get like rounded up in bars and forcibly fed alcohol and pills. And then and wear costumes it, and be that sounded like a really fun sounded time like really if yeah. you were like it was like an early form of gooning kind of, you know, but like mm-hmm. election gooning. But um we're talking about you know modern election fraud today, um, but you're right, Ben. I'm being coy. It's not necessarily the one you you might be thinking of. It's one that honestly it gives me great pain and great pause to even be able to discuss openly because it involves one of my least favorite things in this wide world, uh, which is birds. Um, not a fan Uh-oh. of these creatures, these tiny dinosaurs with their beady eyes, their unpredictable movements, and their weird witch fingers i think those are called talons perhaps but uh they they do figure prominently into a story about uh voter fraud there is in fact i guess you could call it a competition a contest that's done every year in new zealand and it's called very simply the bird of the year competition and this year my friends um, something just wasn't quite right. There was something a little bit off about the bird of the year competition. Evidence of election rigging has tainted this year's competition for bird of the year in New Zealand. No. 
It's true. Um, organizers started to catch wind of this when they received in one fell swoop. This is admittedly lo-fi election fraud, but from one single email address early in the morning, Monday of last week, 1,500 votes. Um, but it wasn't for the bird favored to win. Mind you, that bird, in fact, was like the world's fattest, largest Heavy. parrot called heaviest a, parrot, heaviest yeah. parrot. Yeah, excuse me. I'm not trying to fat shame any birds here. Um, body shame, rather, whatever. But yeah, uh, that particular bird that was favored to win the cockapoo, uh, not to be confused with the cockapoo, which is like a like a hybrid of like a cocker spaniel and a shih tzu, perhaps. I think that's right. Um, but that bird was favored to win and was like up up there in the rankings. We actually have a really great article from Mashable that kind of like tallies up a lot of the uh, the on the, you know, like the tweets like that were actually keeping up with this as the announcement was coming. Um, and the Kakapo was number two during the time of counting. Um, and then only ahead slightly by the Toroa Antipodian Albatross. But the Kakapo was looking really good. Then number three, um, and this is at three. 46 p.m. on November 12th, which I believe was Thursday of last week, we have the Karuya Black Robin, and then the Kariria New Zealand Falcon, and then a distant fifth, we have the Kareru, which doesn't have a subtitle, but uh, sounds cool. Um, but swooping in, literally, that's a pun, it's a bird pun, but that's, I would have said it either way. Um, at that last minute, Aided by this 1500 like vote blast from the single email was um, a subspecies of the uh, the national bird of New Zealand, which is the kiwi. And, you know, even from a bird fearing guy like myself, the kiwi barely looks like a bird. It almost looks like a gerbil or something with a really long, skinny beak. And it's, it doesn't have wings. These are flightless birds, which I think is interesting. It honestly gives them a little more. Uh, street cred for me because part of the thing I don't like about birds they can fly up in your face and do all kinds of you know unpredictable shenanigans I just I, I'm not here for but this kiwi is pretty pretty cute looking little guy um, but that's right all of these votes came in for this kiwi from a single email address uh, and the the organizers of the of the contest called foul <laughs> gosh specifically darn it. the <laughs> that's specifically the little spotted kiwi because kiwi is a family. You're right, Ben. It is the little spotted kiwi, but the official name is the kiwi puku puku, which is super cute sounding. Um, but yeah, it was very suspicious behavior. 1,500 votes from a single email address. Um, and each of those votes was in favor of this Kiwi Puku Puku. And there was a, a statement from Forest and Bird, which is a conservation organization that runs the election. Just for the record, this whole event is simply designed to turn people on to like the wildlife of their region. You know, because as we know, mm -hmm. uh, New Zealand is a beautiful place. With very diverse wildlife and uh, a lot of very unusual um, birds. And and this organization uh, put out a statement saying fraud spotted, in quotes, because yeah, it's a spotted kiwi, in bird of the year votes. Forest and bird has discovered over 1,500 fraudulent votes for the kiwi puku puku um, in bird of the year. And uh, the illegitimate votes briefly pushed the kiwi puku puku to the top of the preferred Bird, I love that leaderboard. Great language and rhyming here. Uh, but the votes have since been removed from the competition. 
Um, a quote from Laura Kuhn, who's the spokesperson for Bird of the Year, said, It's lucky we spotted this little Kiwi trying to sneak in an extra 1,500 votes under the cover of darkness. Adorable. But they'll have to play by the rules like all the other birds to win the competition. So in the end, uh, the a company called Dragonfly Data Science, who, uh, who were responsible for tabulating the votes, they're the ones that pegged this irregularity and they adjusted accordingly. Um, so, yeah, in the end, um, this uh, quite large, terrifying parrot type creature won the day. Yeah, well, this, I mean, it, in a fair vote, it would have anyhow. But the, the it's interesting because this election or this voting, uh, which I began, I think began in 2005, mm-hmm. it's been rigged multiple times before, or people have tried to rig it. In 2015, someone tried to get the Kokako uh, into the number one spot. In 2018, someone tried to get the Shag in number in the number one spot they voted like 300 times or something but mm. my favorite fact of all is the businesses that got involved specifically the sex toy uh, uh manufacturer right. retail adult toy mega the adult toy mega store which said that the he he practices the he he is the bird they uh-huh. endorse because it practices polyamory that's right not to mention that it also has unusually large testicles um, and engages in face-to-face mating. So it's essentially they're looking at it as uh, the uh, the leader of the sex positivity movement among songbirds. And this reporting came from NPR. Um, so they sorted all that out. And, and you're right, Ben. It's true. It had been uh, attempted to be rigged multiple times. Uh, one... <laughs> Other election that experienced some fraudulent activity this year uh, that apparently had never experienced this before. You guys might remember this from your youth. Remember Nickelodeon's Kids Pick the President competition where kids, Mm -mm. you know, presumably with their parents' permission, either call in a number or nowadays, you know, vote using their computers um, to pick in. It's like an election modeling situation, you know, using children. Um, And Hmm. this year... They do this every year with every presidential election. Back as far as like when Linda Ellerby was the head of Nick News. Uh, and this is Nick News. Kids picked the president. And um, they revealed the result of that poll. And um, this year... When they rightly like they've seen I've seen the video of it they you know kind of drum roll please whatever they're like you know news anchor that comes on and tells everybody okay we're about to announce the winner and then there's a freeze frame and then this like full screen text message with like a very you know official sounding uh, narrator voice comes on and says before we reveal the results we need to let you in on some news we know you depend on Nick for fairness and honesty I, I sure do um, so we wanted to be honest with you. As we conducted our vote, our tech wizards at Nick discovered some cheating and were able to eliminate the unfair votes from our count. After lots of vetting, we feel super confident in our results. And then they went on to announce that, according, you know, according to the uh, adjusted results of the uh, poll, that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, won. And it says they say, there you have it. The kids, the future have spoken. Um, and, you know, and, and the, the fraudulent votes, of, of course, were for, uh, for Donald Trump. And they came in through uh, bots. They, like, they, were, they were bots that were used to, uh, to spam these results with votes for, for Donald Trump. And in the same way as the Bird of the Year contest, they were able to kind of 
identify those. So it obviously wasn't particularly um, sophisticated, but you know, there you have it. Um, and then just, just to kind of wrap this up with a little bit, bringing it around to how these sort of mock elections can kind of mirror things that are going on, or at least accusations that are going on um, with our real elections. Um, you know, everyone I think is aware that the, uh, the sitting president did not win um, based on what we know uh, it hasn't been certified yet, but did not win either the popular vote or the electoral college. And there've been a lot of accusations flung around about uh, voter fraud and about allegations of election rigging and things without very much, you know, if any um, backup. And the thing that's most interesting about this to me is that the folks, you know, who are making these claims aren't offering any actual proof. But not only that, when you see the transcripts of the lawsuits they are filing and of the actual quote unquote allegations they are putting forth, they're very, they're not, they don't hold water at all. There, there are things like, I think there were maybe like three votes that could have been thrown out in one of the, uh, the accusations that had to do with some tampering from a poll worker. I, again, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter at the end of the day. Um, the takeaway is on paper, these accusations are very like kind of petty and uh, a little bit frivolous. And the, the rhetoric is, is quite the opposite. We'll see obviously what happens, but one of the most interesting and divisive um, conspiracy theories around voting fraud in this that has recently been elevated by Donald Trump, the, the president, in, a, in the form of a retweet, is this notion that uh, QAnon conspiracy theorists have put forth that the voting uh, machines created by a company called Dominion Voting um, somehow erased almost a million votes for uh, for the incumbent president. And right. uh, that's, you know, anyone can have their own opinion about this, but it's hard to argue that, that the facts just don't quite line up with that. Um, there's a statement from Dominion Voting that where they categorically deny these false assertions about vote switching issues. And then they have some pretty compelling arguments in saying that uh, they are a nonpartisan U.S. company. Um, they don't have any connections to like the Pelosi family or Feinstein family or, you know, the Clinton initiative, et cetera. And uh, they offer some fact checking. But the most interesting thing to me is the idea that uh, all of these results are completely auditable. So, and that, that's true. You know, you can, you know, I, I go in and check and see, and there's a paper trail or a digital trail. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you guys heard anything about this, uh, these allegations about Dominion spontaneously deleting, you know, these votes. Well, it's, it's tough because we, we've talked about it in the past and we've shown how some of the older voting technology that is electronic is easily um, editable and hackable if you chose to do that it does require direct uh, connection physical connection to individual machines um if that's what we're talking about here um mm -hmm. the allegations against dominion and specifically in the 2020 presidential election here in the u.s i i have not looked fully at that um but it's definitely something that's worth our time to at least consider because it is a possibility it's just whether or not there's any validity to the claims. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, I would say that the, the primary issue with QAnon is as a source would be the rampant inaccuracy of the, of the predictions, right? Uh, that, that means that they don't get stuff right. We can't consider it an accurate 
source. Uh, additionally, I think a lot of the QAnon stuff is citing reports from a place called One America News Network, which is uh, – I'm thinking of a food example. It, it's like the double cheese burger to the regular burger. You know okay. what I mean? It's more, and it's more extreme. It's got bacon on it, blue cheese, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm saying it's a, in a level of extremity, right? Uh, so, like, one American news network will say things that Fox would never say. And for some of their supporters, that's seen as proof that Fox is maybe compromised in, in one way or another. Uh, the thing is that there's a guy named Chris Krebs, who's the director of something called the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, who has to delve into this, has to figure this stuff out. And that tweet from the sitting president is like, for another video game comparison, sorry guys, it's like when you're at the very end of your health bar and all of a sudden you stumble across a power-up. Mm -hmm. um, oddly enough, uh, well, this this kind of thing occurs with every election. Uh, Diebold, for instance, uh, which made voting machines in previous U.S. elections, they got accused of some of the same things. And this goes on both sides of the political aisle. Uh, the difference is Diebold or Diebold, whatever you want to call them, uh, they were indicted on federal charges in October of 2013. So there was something there that – took the case to court. And because of that, because of that pattern, I would argue if there's something, if there is something substantive to the observation about Dominion, then it will inevitably end up in mm -hmm. court. It hasn't yet. Is that because there hasn't been enough time? Uh, is that because there haven't been solid enough sources? So far, we know that most of the legal cases that have actually had a day in court uh, arguing against the results of the election, uh, most of those cases, to my knowledge, have been thrown out for lack of what the judge considered evidence. Mm -hmm. So these are things the judge decides. And if you want to laugh, you should read the – you can find the transcripts. You should read what some of these judges are saying because they've – they're coming in hot. They're punchy. Yeah. They've had a long day. Uh, it's, it's great. There was right? one where it's Seinfeld. like, so what's your problem? <laughs> Then I think was like mm -hmm. the the final word where there was some back and forth from the judge uh, clarifying what was actually being presented because I think he almost seemed a little mystified by it and it ended up being mm -hmm. what he considered a non-issue and then even I think the 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 lawyer presenting it um, essentially said <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal and then the the judge said so what's your problem but I I want to go back to this idea of like one of the accusations being that there were like spontaneous or last minute software updates that uh, you mm. know gave some kind of special ability to the software or caused glitches um, and mm -hmm. you know Spalding County and the Georgia Secretary of State have verified that uh, this is not uh, possible and the logs from the equipment um, that have been, you know, received by county officials uh, did not, you know, show that there, there was no like spontaneous um, update. Um, and then also these, these are, these are self-contained machines. They're, they're not connected to the internet directly. They have to be, you know, like th that's the whole point. There's not a centralized like place where otherwise why wouldn't just internet voting be okay like that's sort of the whole idea is that they are self-contained you are ultimately doing your ballot and then feeding it into a into a machine that's scanning it and then they have to offload that information or create a actual paper you know version of it in some way shape or form 
Yeah, and and the issue with the report going back to um going back to that one American News Network report, the issue with that from what I understand is that they they built their report on accusations of conspiracy from what they call data obtained from Edison Research. The problem is Edison Research came out and said they have not published any report proving any kind of allegations and Furthermore, they haven't published it because they don't have any quantitative data about it. So huh. the people who are being cited as a source say that the thing they're being cited for never actually occurred. If you if you believe in this theory, then maybe it's just a, a propaganda war. But um, again, we saw the same accusations with Diebold. That's, That's what I weird, keep going man. back to. And Diebold, the 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 issues were switched, right? Or the mm-hmm. political parties were switched. So. Dominion Voting Systems has their own official statement, too, which I'm sure we all saw. They told AP that they have no issues of shenanigans. But then again, of course they would say that. You know what I mean? The government of Russia is not going to come out and say, oh, yeah, man, Putin is wild. And and Dominion Voting Systems is not going to take what's doubtlessly one of the biggest contracts of their corporate career and say, yeah, we really, we whiffed on that one. Thought yeah, we had exactly. it. Didn't have it. I mean, I mean, thank you for getting us, you know, through the process with all the money and and all the contracts and stuff. But yeah, we really messed up. So don't call us again, please. Mm-hmm. But for future elections, remember, uh, Dominion Voting Systems, no refunds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's I think it's a good place. <laughs> it's a good place to wrap that one up. So we got bird fraud, definitely confirmed. Uh, kids yep. presidential uh, election simulator fraud confirmed dealt with handled on both counts um mm. not nickelodeon, nickelodeon yeah, yeah the whiz kids at nickelodeon uh, mm-hmm. sorted that right out feeling like we're lacking in the evidence a little bit uh, even compared to those accounts you know for this uh u.s presidential election but i'm i'm of an open mind you know i'll, I'll keep i'll mm-hmm. i'm certainly uh ready to take a look at whatever evidence is presented, but so far it hasn't been super, super impressive. Yeah. You know, who doesn't love a good expose, right? Absolutely. How crazy would it be if it turned out that millions of votes had disappeared? Uh, The problem is right now, just as you said, no, we don't have, don't have the proof of it. And we have to remember that, yes, all this weird stuff occurring in Russia, we don't have the proof of it. And we have to remember uh, that we one thing we do have proof of is that you could probably build a weapon that shoots lightning wherever the heck you want it, as long as you pick up the lightning somewhere else. I, I was actually listening to Ride the Lightning before we got started today. And that is our strange news. We want to hear from you. What local votes have you seen rigged? Are you the infamous pro-Kiwi faction? in the bird of the year vote. No, uh, that person is locked up. Like, for they're sure. in bird jail? No, yeah. they, 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 have been, uh, ex- they, they, they have been exiled from New Zealand. They don't take kindly to that kind of behavior there. They got some weird laws. I got, I got in trouble with New Zealand one time. They got, they got some specific stuff. But, uh, but we want to hear from you. We also want to hear what you think is going on in Russia. We want to hear what you think uh, will happen with this amazing Promethean lightning technology. Uh, we try to make ourselves easy to find as a show at least, so you can hit us up on the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We love to recommend Here's Where It Gets Crazy, where you can hang out with our favorite part of the show, your fellow listeners, but 
if you hate, hate, hate social media, we get it. If you're more of like an auditory communicator and learner, boy, do we have just the place for you. Yeah, YouTube. Oh, wait, no, the the phone. You can call us <laughs> 1-833-STDWYTK. That is the number you can call it. You can hear Ben. Uh, he'll talk for a moment. He'll tell you that this is where it gets crazy and just be careful. You can turn back now or you can leave a message. And if you choose to, I need you to tell us if we can use your message on the show in our listener mail episodes. And I need you to uh, tell us whatever's on your mind. Anything. It doesn't matter. Just say what you will for three minutes tops. That's it, though. That's all you get. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, if you don't want to do that, there are other ways to contact us. Yeah, it's true. We're still talking about the internet. Why not leave us a, a good review um, or a review, your honest review? Just don't be nasty. Come on, on Apple Podcasts um, or wherever you get your podcast that offers you the ability to review, though Apple really is the sort of the, the arbiter of the algorithm and really helps when, when you leave reviews for people to discover the show. Um, we'd appreciate that very much. You can also check out the, the YouTube stuff. There's reviewability there. Um, play nice because, you know, we might, uh, who knows, we might jump into those comments and have a little back and forth with you. Yeah, watch out. Hey, if you don't want to do that stuff, everybody. We have an email address. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Overspending on Amazon? Earn while you shop with Drop. Earn rewards on every purchase, online or in-store. Download Drop now and use code DROP11 to get $5 in points. Get rewarded for shopping today. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.